0: Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 48. When an article about attention and distraction by Johan Hari written for The Guardian, caught my attention this week. I thought talking about it would be a nice follow-up on last week's topic of New Year's resolutions. The article, titled Your Attention Didn't Collapse, It Was Stolen, is linked in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find, as always, at lifeaftervax.com. I'll be honest, I found the start of the article and the tech bashing that it includes a little bit of an easy shot, but I also appreciate it sets up a very good point. That through the constant availability of everything and everyone, particularly through the persistently internet connected rectangles of metal and glass we weirdly still call phones, we're creating a world in which sustained and deep focus is harder for all of us. I am, I have to admit, a sucker for bombarding myself with stuff to keep my brain entertained. I mean, I'm writing this with Netflix on in the background and intermittently picking up my phone to reply to messages and scroll Twitter and check Instagram and maybe even swipe a few TikTok videos too. It's pretty likely that as you're listening to this, you're probably doing something else maybe even a few things. And as the article explains, thanks to a study at Carnegie Mellon University, we see that the constant switching of attention required to be able to rapidly swap between activities and distractions comes at a cost. It makes us less productive. But here's where I have to wonder if the book which the article draws from will answer more questions when it comes out at the end of January because I'm not sold on the idea that being our most productive at all times is our greatest goal. Because, you know, I quite like distractions. Am I writing this as quickly or as efficiently as possible? Certainly not. But I'm also enjoying myself whilst doing it. I'm enjoying a little back and forward between this and the episode of Star Trek Voyager that's my background viewing and the conversations with friends that sometimes pop up on my phone. That said, I think we all also intrinsically know the toll that unwanted distraction can take. The tiredness and frustration and anxiety it causes and the drain it puts on our mental and physical well-being for every time we're glad of a distraction, there are times when we're annoyed at an inability to focus, either our own or someone else's. And so this is where I think the article can really help us out. It's not in the dreams of off-grid retreats and detoxes or the longing for legal protections that would guarantee us a right to disconnect from work, although both of those sound like worthy ambitions, and the latter in particular, I would welcome with sincere gratitude. But there is a really brilliant portion of the article which gives helpful tips on how to find a focused flow. To find a flow, we can use three key strategies. First, choose one goal. Then, two, Make sure it's meaningful. Number three, keep pushing at the edge of our abilities. In selecting a single goal, in being focused on achieving a single thing, we are more likely to be able to deploy our mental energy deliberately in one direction. And it is that deployment of energy in a single direction that is critical to creating and keeping mental focus and finding our flow. In having that goal be meaningful, we tap into our intrinsic motivations. Put simply, if we don't care about it, we won't flow into it. And in keeping ourselves at the edge of our abilities, pushing ourselves just a little bit to grow or adapt, or just to get that little bit better at doing something, then we can help to create the conditions for finding and keeping a flow. You know, thinking about those three strategies, I see so many connections back to what we talked about last week. Being specific and articulate about our goals and resolutions can be hard because if we define success, we also define failure. But if we don't define the goal, it is harder to focus our attention behind it. When I used to do a video blog every day, I remember the clarity of purpose that came from having such an immediate and obvious goal. Get a video up today and every day. And whilst I don't do daily videos anymore, I remember learning from that process, among with so many other things, the value of having that clear goal in mind, pushing me to focus on delivery, And in particular, helping me to overcome distractions in the form of creative perfectionism or fear of things being not good enough. When it comes to making our goals meaningful, we talked about that a lot last week. How hard it is to fake or create that sense of meaning or purpose. But whilst we might not be able to magic up a sense of purpose from nowhere, we can allow ourselves the space we need to understand what is important to us, our values and motivations, and then line up our goals and our actions with whatever they may be. And it has been a recurring theme of this podcast, not just last week, but in so many episodes, how we can build upon our existing skills, our past experiences, and the deeper understanding of ourselves that comes from both success and failure to continue to grow. It's good to know that by tapping into this and keeping ourselves on our toes we can also find greater focus and flow. It's not that we have to be so intensely challenged that we're burnt out or beyond our capacity for action and change, quite the opposite in fact. Because to be too far beyond ourselves would disrupt the flow. We were on a family run last week three generations of Bromley's out for what was meant to be a five kilometre jog. Thanks to Grandpa Bromley's leadership, this turned out to be a seven kilometre jog instead. For my niece, who was with us, everything after five kilometres was farther than her previous personal best distance. As I said to her then, there is a beautiful quote from Samwise Ganji in Lord of the Rings, where he says, if I take one more step, I'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. I love that quote because whilst that step is indeed the one that takes him farther away from home, so is every step which follows. And that is the nature of progress, that it happens small step by small step. Sometimes they feel incredibly remarkable and at other times they go totally unnoticed. But the farther we get from the safety of home, the larger our world grows. So we need to be on the edge of ourselves to find flow. Taking single steps that will take us just that little farther from our own shire of skills. So if our resolutions are already starting to fall at the first distraction or the reality of a world of inconvenience then we can turn that into a deeper understanding of what went wrong and why. And perhaps we might be able to find more of a focus and a flow to help us to achieve our goals if we pick one, make it meaningful and keep working at the edge of our abilities. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at lifeaftervax, V-A-X, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.